Welcome to the Tech Talkers Quick and Dirty Tips to Navigate the Digital World. I'm Beata Santora, the editor of the Quick and Dirty Tips Network. Today, I'm taking over for your regular host, Eric Escobar, who is busy with a top secret underground hacking mission. Eric will be back next week after he catches the bad guys. Today, we have a very special guest on the Tech Talkers show. Best-selling author and tech expert David Pogue is with us live in the studio. David, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. So we're going to dive right into our questions. Your newest book is called Pogue's Basics, Essential Tips and Shortcuts That No One Bothers to Tell You for Simplifying the Technology in Your Life. Can you tell us what the book is about and how it came to be? Yes, this is a book full of essential tips and shortcuts that no one bothers to tell you for simplifying the technology in your life. Um, it, 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 it's, it's this. The tech industry, hardware and software, is based on the premise of getting you to buy again every year. A new phone, a new version of Photoshop, whatever. And the way they entice you to do that, they have only one tool in their arsenal, and that is to add new features. New features, new features, more features, more features to the point where no human being can possibly master their technology. So at a certain point, it was my sense that people might like to be told which 5% of these features are worth knowing about. In my opinion, the things that matter have long, long since gotten lost, that all anyone talks about is the new bells and whistles, whereas some of the most important things, the essentials, people don't even know. Um, the origin story of this book was years ago at a, at a publisher uh, I was waiting to see an editor in the waiting room, and I saw this 23-year-old receptionist trying to highlight a word in Microsoft Word that she was, she was writing. And she would take the mouse and try to drag carefully, horizontally across that word, and she would go a little too high or too low and highlight the entire line before it. And she was getting really frustrated, and she would click off and do it again. And finally, I just I couldn't stand it. I jumped up and said, you know you can just double-click on the word, don't you? And she's like, oh, my God. I ne no one ever showed me that. Well, of course no one, ever no one ever shows you anything. There's no driver's license program. There's no government pamphlet. There's no essential curriculum that teaches you the basics of technology. It's, I mean, if you get married, you need a license. If you own a gun, you need a license. But for technology, they just say, good luck. Hope you absorb some stuff. So... That was really the beginning of it. I, I started noticing through the years that somehow people learn their technology, but only through osmosis, through seeing someone do something. How'd you do that? But no one does it in a systematic way. And we appreciate it because a lot of us really <laughs> could use some help with these very, very simple but crucial tips and tricks. So uh, what do you think besides highlighting the single word individually in a Word doc, what are some mistakes that people often make with technology? Well, what a lot of people do is do things the long way. And that's that's frustrating to me because I hear technology hasn't really advanced us. It takes just as long to do things. Well, it really doesn't once you learn that there are shorter ways to do things. I mean, I have thousands of examples over the years. I was at a piano recital uh, for my son a couple months ago, and at the end of the recital, all the students came up and posed in pyramid formation to get their pictures taken. And this poor mom pulls out her iPhone, uh, and to, to get the camera mode going, she had to wake it up, put in her password, uh, go back to the home screen, scroll through to find the camera app, open, and by the time she got there, the kids were done posing. They're kids. Um, so as she was walking out, I said, you know, this is 
this is none of my business, but I, I have to tell you, you know, there's a shortcut for that. When you wake up your phone, there's a camera icon in the corner of the screen before you've even unlocked it. You can just swipe that up and you'll be ready to take a picture. So people do things the long way a lot of times. Or another classic example, somebody's phone will ring at a bad time. So in a concert, in a movie, in church, what We've do they do? Yes. yes. What do they do? They fumble. They sheepishly reach into the purse, reach into the pocket, pull out the phone, uh, wake it, unlock it, put in their password. Meanwhile, it's ringing. Everyone's glaring at them. They're dying a thousand deaths. And finally, they, they make it stop ringing. They hit decline or something. You don't need to do that. You just squeeze the phone. You reach into the purse or pocket, wrap your hand around it, and squeeze it. Is that right? That's right. And it will stop the phone from ringing because the reason is... All the buttons around the edge, volume and sleep and camera, all the little buttons on the edge will all stop the ringing. So when you reach in and wrap your hand around it, you'll hit one of those buttons and it will stop ringing. And the beauty is no one even knows, needs to know it was you, right? No one needs right. to know whose phone was ringing. You just reach in your pocket. And in fact, I do it through right through my jeans. I just yeah. squeeze the phone and it stops ringing. So, and does this work for all phones? Every phone. That's amazing. I had no idea. <laughs> Another copy sold. It's done. <laughs> Sign me up. All right. So speaking of this kind of amazing tip that uh, I had no idea, and even though I, I live and die by my iPhone, um, <laughs> what are some other favorite shortcuts from the book that you can share with us today? Um, frequently, if there's something that's frustrating to you um, on, on your phone, um, it's, it's not because it was designed badly. It's because um, you don't know the shortcut for it. And a classic example is when you come to the end of a sentence that you're typing, a text message or an email, uh, you have three jobs. You have to put a period, which on the iPhone is on a different keyboard layout. You have to switch layouts, find the period, and then switch back to the letters. Then you need a space, and then you need to capitalize the next word in the next sentence, right? So it turns out that every phone made, iPhone, Android, BlackBerry, Windows phone, every phone has a shortcut. When you get to the end of a sentence, hit the space bar twice. Hit the space bar twice does all of that for you. It makes a period, it makes a space, and it capitalizes the next word all automatically. So... Stop fumbling for the period. Just go space, space, and keep on typing. And similarly, on all these phones, you should know that you don't need to fumble for the apostrophe. In weren't, don't, couldn't, all these words, I'm, we're, um, you can just type the word without the apostrophe, and the phone will put it in for you. Because what else could D-O-N-T be, right? Of course you mean don't. So they put the apostrophe in for you. That's really worth learning. And there's uh, over 250 other shortcuts and tricks in the book. So uh, if you guys are curious about what they are, we urge you to check out Pogue's Basics. And speaking of the space bar, uh, in your book, I noticed the space bar is actually an amazing tool. It has so many functions that most of us don't even realize. So can you share with us some of these uh, tips and tricks for the space bar? It's the lowly, sad little <laughs> space bar that doesn't get the credit it deserves. That's right. Um, I mean, if, if you're a programmer or an engineer designing something and you have a really obvious function, you're going to use the space bar because it's the, by far the biggest key and it's right in front of you. So um, this is one of my favorites. In an email or on a web page, the space bar scrolls down by one screenful. So if you're reading an article on the web, don't use your mouse and fuss for, this, for the scroll bar and drag exactly the right amount. Read to the bottom of the screen, then tap the space bar. It scrolls neatly to the next page. And if you're holding the shift key down at the time, it scrolls back up one page. Um, 
the so I, this this all started really with a blog post I did. I wrote for the New York Times for 13 years, and I did a a post of a few of these favorite shortcuts that I perceived people were missing out on, um, and it got an unbelievable response. That had 1,500 reader responses in 24 hours. People just went nuts. Like I didn't know that, and oh, and here's another one. And I wish people would stop doing this. And so that led to a TED talk, you know, the TED conference. Yeah, absolutely. TED, um, so in, in 2013, I did a talk at TED where I rattled through and demonstrated 10 of these shortcuts. And that, that video has now had 4 million views. And anyone who wants to can go see it. It's at um, pogsbasics.com. The, the video is available. Um, and that was, the, that was the opening of the 10 tips, the one about hitting the space bar to scroll down a web page and you could hear the audience going <gasps> because i mean everyone uses the web it's been sitting under their noses for years and no one suspected right but and we're it's still there. fumbling with that mouse yeah exactly we're still doing it or or the arrow keys or whatever but it it works when you're reading an email and it works when you're uh, reading a web page awesome thank you uh so here's one uh, a question that i know a lot of our uh, audience will probably be wondering um What's the thing that everyone thinks they know how to do and know how to do well, where in fact they're quite wrong, or maybe they're taking too long to do it, they're taking too many steps? Wow, where do I begin? <laughs> um, let's see. Well, there are there are some things. So, so the book goes into, it's divided into chapters by the gadget. So there's phones, there's tablets, there's Mac, there's Windows, there's email and, and web. And there are certain things that um, all of these things have in common um, and then there are certain ones that, uh, that are relatively secret that even experts don't know. For example, in YouTube, on, when you're looking at a video on YouTube, the number keys work. The number keys on your keyboard, uh, they navigate the video that you're watching. So what people are doing wrong is using the mouse, or worse, they're sitting waiting for the YouTube video to, to get going after all the introductory material. There's a there's a joke in the tech industry that no YouTube video gets going until 30% in, 30% of the way through. So the number keys correspond to the percentage of the way through the video. So five means 50% through the video. Nine means 90% through the video. So if you're smart, you sit down to watch some video someone's recommended or that you happen to see, start playing it, and then hit the number three. You jump to the 30% mark without any waste of time or fumbling. I guess it's safe to say that a lot of my feelings about shortcuts uh, involve not using the mouse for things. Because when your hands are on the keyboard, you're in a state of flow. You don't interrupt your mental process or your physical process. So it's worth learning some of these shortcuts, especially the, the simple ones like the space bar. And so last question that we have for you today, which gadgets or apps can you absolutely not live without and why? Well, I think uh, my answer is not so original, but I think most people would say a smartphone these days. Um, and there are certain apps on there that, that I can't live without. Um, I do a lot of flying, and um, I don't know how many people realize how much of the private information about air travel is available to them in the form of an app. So there's a, an app called Flight Track Pro. It's something like $5, and it shows you everything about a flight that you're going to take. I mean, what baggage claim carousel and what gate it'll be taking off at, what gate it'll be landing at, and delays will be reported to the app before 
they are reported to the airport. Wow. So many times, I'd say four times in the last four years, um, I will get word on my app that a flight is delayed or moved to a new gate or scheduled. And everyone else, all the sheep are still in the waiting area thinking the plane's going to be on time. Um, and it's not. Once Once I was with a... Uh, <laughs> with a camera crew, we were shooting a, a Nova special for PBS. And so there was the director, the producer, the cameraman, the sound man. And they all said, okay, gate B6. And my app said it was gate D7. And I'm like, dudes, I'm I'm going to stay right here at D7. And they're like, look at the monitor, Pogue. It says gate B6. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to trust the app. And off they trudged, haul, hauling all their luggage and all their equipment. I stayed put. 25 minutes later, back they came sheepishly. Uh, there was a gate change. Yeah, I know. So, I had the app. Right? <laughs> I had the app. So, yeah, so I love that. And, you know, Google Maps is, I, I think, probably the best app ever written. Most people think of Google Maps as like a GPS program to, to navigate them as they drive. And that's fine. It does work for that. But you have to realize that it is also integrated with the world's yellow pages. It is also, it's got the hours of operation, the phone number, the website, photographs, ratings of every business around the world. So I use it probably more than driving directions as uh, as a phone book. So I need to call the restaurant because I'm going to be late. So I type in, you know, Bertucci's, there it is. And I don't even know, I don't even need to know the phone number. I just hit call. It doesn't show you the phone number, but there's a call button. So it places the call for me. Uh, just a fantastic amount of information there. And it's also got all the public transportation integrated. So if I'm in a new city, I need to know what bus to take across town. Google Maps has the information. Well, thank you again, David, for being here with us and for sharing some of the tips from your book. Uh, be sure to pick up a copy of Pogue's Basics for more than 250 awesome tips and tricks to make the technology in your life easier and friendlier. And join us next week for more Tech Talkers Quick and Dirty Tips to Navigate the Digital World. Your host, Eric Escobar, will be back then. And connect with Tech Talker on Facebook and Twitter and email your questions to techtalker at quickanddirtytips.com. Have a great week. <laughs>